0: Today on the Zabecast, is that it? Did Doug Williams just end the Kirk Cha 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 once and for all? And too late, Johnny, you blew it. Andy pulling our guest, will try to talk him into dumping his crummy gym membership, talk about the Nats Camel stunt and Dez as a skin, all that and why sometimes sharks are blind. You got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go.
1: <laughs> Here we go.
0: March 1st, 2018. I just love it when the calendar turns finally to the month of March. Thank you very much for listening, and welcome to the Zabecast. So, we had a lot of stuff kind of shake out of the combine on Wednesday. Not earth-shattering stuff. It's all small potatoes. But it is kind of interesting the way the combine is the first chance for the NFL dog to get up from a little one-month nap so to speak, and just shake its fleas off. And it's little things that, they're not shocking per se, but this is the first stirrings of what is going to be the grinding of the gears, the uh, the evolution of the offseason, sort of the uh, changing of the guard around the league, team by team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you get to hear from coaches. So even though the actual combine, in terms of evaluating talent, I think is a complete an utter waste of time, it's still interesting the news that does sometimes come out and the news that doesn't come out at the Combine. Starting with, on Wednesday, the news, I guess, that the Kirk cha-cha-cha is over. Doug Williams, the Redskins vice president of player personnel, I guess he's our GM, although he does not have that title. I don't know if you believe in titles or not. Uh, Certainly he is a voice in that personnel room. I believe that Bruce Allen has a big voice in that personnel room. And of course the area scouts and the director of scouting and uh, Scott Campbell and all those guys have a voice. And of course the ultimate voice is the owners, as it is in any organization. But Doug Williams, I guess our de facto GM, the vice president of player personnel, spoke to the media at... The combine and said oh yeah no we had no we've had no talks about tagging Kirk Cousins no meetings no discussions about that and he says he does not expect that to happen says there's been virtually no no talk of it and said when somebody asked so is he going to be a free agent and he was like oh yeah definitely he's a free agent so that ends the Kirk cha-cha-cha I guess unless you believe that it's not over until it's truly and finally and definitively over, which will come next Tuesday, when I'm down in Jamaica with Bob and Brian. It was interesting, though, that it it kind of was like an anticlimax. Like, wow, we were kind of gearing up for Tuesday being the the D Day, the Kirk Zero Day, and Doug Williams kind of just said, "No, we uh, we don't plan on doing it." Interesting. The money now is going to be lining up for Kirk Cousins, and we're gonna we're gonna see. If Kirk was just paying lip service to, I'm not all necessarily all about the money. I want to go somewhere that's a good place for me to play, and I've got a chance to win. Because the money that the Jets now have, they made a couple of moves on Wednesday. That would be uh, cutting Muhammad Wilkerson, who was due $16.5 million. Matt Forte retired after 10 years. Great, by the way, Matt Forte. Can we give it up to him for powering everybody's fantasy teams for a good long stretch? in the NFL racking up those easy PPR points for your team. Enjoy your retirement, Matt Forte. You were you were not necessarily a Hall of Fame running back, but you were a Hall of Fame fantasy football player, and there's something to be said for that. Oh, there is a fantasy football Hall of Fame. You do know that, right? I forget who kind of runs it. I mean, it's not a real thing. It doesn't have a building and it's not recognized. I Maybe it was just a website that did a Fantasy Football Hall of Fame and inducted guys. But yeah, Matt Forte would probably be a Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. Remind me next time I talk to Charge to ask about, hey, who, who does the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame? Is there a single one that everyone recognizes or do different publications all run their own? So the Jets with those moves now have $92, to $92 million in fun tickets burning a hole in their pockets in which they can go after Kirk Cousins. I have never in this process, not once, thought Kirk Cousins would like to go to the Jets. I I just didn't. And maybe he doesn't. And maybe the Jets are going to walk away after making a huge pitch with all the money in the world and Kirk is going to take less to go to Denver or take less to go to Minnesota. Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't seem like Kirk is a New York kind of guy. The scrutiny, especially accompanied with a huge contract, on a team that's still not good with the Jets, the back page headlines and the tabloids, that's going to be a lot for a quiet, humble, God-fearing Midwestern guy like Kirk Cousins. But I won't underestimate him because he showed the balls of steel The nerves of steel and the balls the size of balls the size of church bills, as Dabney Coleman said in the movie Dragnet. To get through this process, to get to the point where he is going to be an unrestricted free agent and insanely overpaid. Relative to other quarterbacks. Not overpaid in terms of value to an actual team that does not have a good quarterback. You can't overpay a quarterback. It's Impossible to do so. Improving from a suck quarterback to a good quarterback, not even a great one, just a good, and Kirk's a good quarterback. That's worth four to five wins, in my opinion, at the outset, at the the outer edge. I'll give, you know, at, at a minimum, he's worth three wins. Three wins is massive in this league, where even the worst teams win five games just bumbling around During the course of 16 games. So with a break here. You get to six. You make a quarterback change. Where you're now good at that position. There's three more wins. You're a nine win team. You're on the verge of the playoffs. I still can't see Kirk as a Jet. But we'll see. If Kirk does end up signing with the Jets. On a deal that is mind boggling. Maybe a deal that has. The most guaranteed money ever. Or a fully guaranteed contract. Or an insane signing bonus. Oh, the blowback for Kirk being greedy. And Kirk being a two-faced. Oh, I just want to go where I want to be loved. And I want to go where I have a chance to win. The Kirk haters. Uh, they will blister him. If that's the case. But we'll see. Other news from the Combine. Johnny Manziel went on the Joe Thomas and on Andrew Hawkins podcast the tomahawk podcast and he admitted that his week 16 midnight flight to vegas before their final home game of the year was childish and selfish and he regrets it this was the trip in which he showed up in vegas wearing a wig a mustache and a hoodie and called himself billy to fans who quickly sussed out hey isn't that johnny manzel He now says that Johnny Manziel does. He says he will play for any team that wants to sign him. He will play on the practice squad, and he'll do it for zero dollars. Nothing. He'll play for nothing. Well, that's exactly what Johnny Manziel is worth. Zero. In fact, a lot of teams go, really? You play for nothing? Eh, still kind of too much, actually. Talk about setting your price accurately. It's over, Johnny. You blew it. As I played on my show on Wednesday afternoon, I played the wish it, want it, you blew it soundbite from Family Guy with uh, Paulie Walnuts from The Sopranos when he was the replacement dog on that show. (laughs) When he was mocking, you wish, you wish you would have not blown your career. You want to have millions of dollars again. Guess what? You blew it. That's the case with Johnny Manziel, I think. Oh, he might make a comeback, man. Okay. You keep hoping for that. I'll play for nothing. Who would even want to sign a guy that says, I'm so desperate. I will play for nothing. I know that I have been such a shithead. I will play for nothing. Those are the guys you absolutely don't want playing even for nothing. Because the road back for Johnny Manziel is so long and so far-fetched, there is literally no reason any team in their right mind would want to try to make that happen. I'll play for nothing. And the funny thing is, if only we saw this. If only, you know, if only somebody could have told me Johnny Manziel might not be the most dedicated person to his craft. If only there were some warning signs on Johnny Manziel that perhaps he was a drunken douche. Oh, wait, what's that? There were signs? Lots of signs? Sign after sign after sign? Everything from small things like sleeping in at the Peyton Manning Passing Academy to big things like, hey, what's that rolled-up $20 bill that he's holding in a bathroom at a nightclub? That's Weird. All the party pictures in between the girls, the boozing, the signing autographs, and jeopardizing his eligibility for money. The money signs, the taunting—I mean, everything about Johnny Manziel screamed douchebag. And yet, teams—at least one team, the Browns—and who knows who would have jumped on him afterwards after that first-round slot where he went, the late first-round slot. Apparently, they were going to overlook some of this stuff. And boy, I took a lot of calls from fans saying, he's young, man, just back off of him. He's having fun. You'd do the same thing if you were his age. And you know what? If you're a wide receiver running back, another player in the league, you can get away with a lot of that stuff. Quarterback, it's totally different. You are the face of a franchise. And you can't be that way. So people got after me for coming off as a tut-tut old man, but guess what? Final scoreboard, Zabin won. The critics and the Johnny Manziel excusers and enablers, zero. He was, as the late Dennis Green, may he rest in peace. He was who we thought he was, a douchebag. But it'll play for your team for nothing. So everybody line up in orderly fashion for Johnny Manziel. The weird thing is that Johnny Manziel and Robert Griffin III, two different sides of a quarterback bust coin, two very different people, and two very flawed quarterbacks in their own ways. I'm not comparing the two. I'm not trying to say they're similar. They're they're very different. The only thing they have in common is that They were both quite hyped in college, and both are now out of football and desperate to play. Within one hour of each other, I'm not sure if they coordinated this, both Johnny Manziel and Robert Griffin III tweeted one-line, cheesy, inspirational, successories-type level, life-somethings. I don't know what you would call them exactly. Here, Robert Griffin III, he tweeted, Without action, your words mean nothing. Ooh, deep. Without action, your words mean nothing. Johnny Manziel, within the hour, tweeted, well, maybe not within the hour. I'm looking at my timeline here. Uh, Johnny Manziel said, tweeted, I've been down and out for too long. Nothing but positivity on this end. In fact, if I were to count the letters in the two tweets... Very close. Uh, Johnny's a little bit longer. I'm sure these tweets will help get both men back into the league. I did mention real quick, Andy Poland's waiting here in the green room. He'll be on in just a second with me. Uh, I mentioned uh, two sides of a coin Johnny Manziel, RG3. Uh, That's a metaphorical coin, of course. (laughs) The NFL has a literal coin. That they will flip, or maybe they already have, to decide who wins the ninth versus tenth pick in the draft between the Niners and the Raiders. No, Niners and the Broncos. Niners and the. um, Maybe it is the Raiders. I think it is the Raiders. Niners and Raiders. There was a tie in the draft order between slot number nine and slot number 10. And the tiebreaker came down. I guess all the other tiebreakers were still ties, and it came down to coin flip. So the NFL tweeted out a picture of a special coin. Literally a coin. A nice, like, challenge coin. I've had challenge coins minted. For those of you who have been to a Vegas or two, you've seen some of these challenge coins. A special coin produced just for this coin flip. One side Raiders, one side Niners. That is hilarious. I need that coin. Only the NFL would go to that length. They can't just say, okay, here's the flip. Uh, Representative for the Niners in the room, representative for the Raiders in the room. Raiders, you call it since you were the higher team, or or, I don't know, You pick one guy. Who wants to call it? Doesn't matter. Or just don't call it. Say, heads as Raiders, tails as Niners. You got that down? Write it down. Is everyone observing it? We got a camera here? Good. No, no, they printed an actual coin. And now, I want that coin. That's a stupid piece of NFL Akana that I absolutely must have. It's Andy Poland time, everybody. Oh, pick my budget. Oh, really? Wow, exactly. You know, Andy comes into my office where we're coming to you from today and again starts bellyaching that he doesn't have a full-time job. I wasn't bellyaching. Afternoon aching. drive. Well, you kind of bellyaching. Well,
1: a little bit. I was, no? I was, uh... I was pointing out uh, my work circumstance in that you were uh, coming at me for not having an appropriate level.
0: Yes, because when I said I need to get the levels right, because our, our listeners, Andy, yes. they do love you. Thank you. And they love when you and I get together, and I love it, too. I but, do, too. But the levels on this podcast are fucking driving me crazy. Why? It's harder to get right than you would think. Mm. Not just the levels between you and I mm. on these little lavalier microphones we're using. But the global level and then the level you deliver the podcast at, how do you do it on Andy Poland's DC podcast? Well, we have an
1: actual professional podcast studio in Chatter Bar and Restaurant, which I hope you will attend one day and do a podcast with me.
0: I would love to. Do I have permission, though? Because that's not yours. That's Mr. Tony's. Oh, no, no.
1: He's got nothing to do with it. We're, we're, we're a tenant. Oh, really? we, we're a paying tenant. Okay. Yeah, so if you can do it, I'll tell Tim Shobers to put you in the queue. If uh...
0: Yeah, put me in the hopper. Okay, great. So And, and does Shobie edit your stuff? Does yes. he do all that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah. How is Timothy doing?
1: He's doing great. Uh, he's actually improved his work circumstance since he was Felix oh, Unger really? out of here along with me.
0: <laughs> Felix Unger. <laughs> so did you have to pass security to get in here today? Solly. Sally with security, huh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, we could I, I don't think anyone would mind if we used a studio. Yeah. But I just feel like this is my side project. Mm-hmm. It's not the company's business. Right. And they don't owe me studio space to do this. So I'll just do it in my office here, okay. which is
1: like having a visitor. I enjoy it. We've done it at my house. We've done it in the parking lot of Qdobo. We've done it in the parking lot of, uh, what was it, barbecue place you, we Instead did? of
0: saying we've done it, could you say we've recorded podcasts?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> Lest anyone pull that and go, wow, Andy and Zabe really are life partners. Yeah. I always do it. <laughs> I saw them
1: sitting together
0: in the car. If we were if we were gay lovers, we'd be divorced by now. Oh, no absolutely. It.
1: <laughs> well, it's you know, it's my daughter, it's good for business when Obama made gay marriage legal in all 50 states. Expanded her, uh, yeah, yeah. her clientele, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Been good for business.
0: Well, we're going to start with this today because I saw it on Twitter, Andy, you had an issue with your gym, Mm -hmm. Gold's Gym, in Rockville, right there at Congressional Plaza. Wintergreen. Wintergreen Plaza. And uh, (laughs) you showed up Saturday morning ready to get your sweat on. Sunday. Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And they weren't open when they were supposed to be open. And you then did that Twitter thing, hey, at Gold's Gym, Mm -hmm. second day in a row, nobody here to open up.
1: Bad business. That it wasn't the second day in a row, but it had happened before. Now, to give you a little history of the gym, they were fitness first until they sold to Gold's about three or four years ago. Okay. And at the beginning, Gold's was terrible, and I was thinking about leaving. Now, I'd have been at that point there 12, 13 years. This gym is a little
0: hole-in-the-wall gym where you bring your
1: own towel. Right. And he would hang up his dirty towel in his car. Right after working out. That's when my schedule was different. Now, I generally go in the morning and then I come home and shower. You you jump in your car all sweaty? Well, I have an extra shirt that I put on so okay. I don't have a sweaty back on my leather seats.
0: <laughs> you got leather in that uh what is it the sob Saab. sob Saab, Saab. Saab. nice yeah, nice yeah, okay yeah. so now you normally go home so you're not bring, you're not schlepping your towel to the gym anymore anyway. generally
1: you know sometimes I will now if I have to go somewhere I will bring a bag and I will I, I do use a towel only once now I've I've upgraded since then I don't hang the towel in the car <laughs> and this
0: and this gym costs all of twenty dollars a month correct and it has stairmasters mm-hmm. cycles. Weights. Well, it it's got everything
1: you need, right? Here, uh, Does it? Just like the Hootie Snooty gyms, this has everything I need. And, and it's close. And it's close, yeah. Okay.
0: And and it's cheap at 20 bucks a month. Right.
1: And, okay. and remember when I was riding my bike here? <laughs> yes, Here <I> being <laughs> the, uh, the office the station. of WTEM. Yes. Uh, I would ride my bike to the gym, work out, shower, and then it was one mile downhill. So even in the teeth of August humidity... I wouldn't schwitz much on my way from Gold's to oh the office. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I would always nag Andy for the listeners. If you all a long-time listener <laughs> of the sports reporters, you know that one of our great nag lines, or, you know, not, not a gag line that is a recurring joke yeah. on the show, but one of the recurring nag lines was me telling Andy, God damn it, get a fucking decent <laughs> gym. You love working out. You can afford more than 20 bucks a month. Go to somewhere
1: nice. And you would always say... I don't need, it. yeah, it's good. Oh, it's no, good. It's good and, I, but but also you playing the anti Susie Orman in my life. <laughs> I don't really need that. A better gym
0: is not going to fucking ruin you financially. A you better, know that. A Andy. better
1: gym could be as much as hundred dollars a month more. And what are you going to spend that extra hundred on? Oh, well, what I don't do know. you spend it on? Food, clothing, you, no, tuition.
0: No, no. You've admitted your clothing allowance is two hundred dollars well, a, a no. year. And again, a the,
1: year. That was distorted. Oh, really? Yeah. Here's here's what happened. I was having a, <laughs> a conversation. Conversation with Kevin Sheehan yes. one morning, and I just said, you know, because I work in radio and can dress any way I want. And as we do this, you're wearing sweat clothes, I'm wearing jeans and a long sleeve T-shirt. Uh, that I just don't find myself spending generally more than $200 a year on clothing okay so, so that
0: was not a hard and fast allowance it right. was your general estimate of what you yeah. spend
1: Occasionally I buy a suit you know a pair of shoes yeah. whatever it is and it'll raise that so well the same with me I don't spend anything on exactly clothes so so he went in and told Tony, now Tony, because of being on television every day, has to spend a lot of money on clothing. Does each he year. spend
0: it or do they provide No,
1: he said Monday night football they gave him a clothing budget. For PTI he does not. Huh. So he bought his so that made him nuts because he spends ten, a lot. Ten suits, probably. Well, you need a two-week suit rotation. Whatever it is, it's a lot of money. Fifteen suits, and so then he sees that and said, "Oh, Andy's got a two hundred dollars <laughs> clothing budget, which and is not clothing. Not, not true. Not
0: true. Uh, well, anyway, I was just, I always wanted you to have something nice because yeah. you don't have a wide range of hobbies, No. and you are efficient mm-hmm. and thrifty mm-hmm. and cost conscious, and that's great." I just wanted you to splurge once in a while. Now that your fucking gym isn't even opening on time and you're tweeting them, I'm like, leave these Douches and go get
1: a better gym. If I could get you a better free gym membership via this podcast, mm-hmm. would you take it? Well, I don't I don't want to take a free gym membership. That's not right.
0: Why? It'll save you twenty bucks yeah, a month. But you on hard times in between radio gigs, Andy <laughs> no. could use
1: that twenty bucks. <laughs> 20 I don't want you eating dog food or anything no. like that. So I called on Monday to talk to the manager, and yeah. I I was he was very nice. The bi- the biggest problem wasn't that the gym wasn't open, because that's gonna happen. That is that is the biggest problem. No, but somebody's going to get sick. There's miscommunication from time to time. Who fucking cares? It's a business. I understand. But sometimes when you have only one person responsible for opening the gym, there's going to be an issue. That's not the problem. The problem was the number to call to get this resolved was an 800 corporate number. And we called that. What do you want? The
0: number of the person who's supposed to
1: open it up? How about the manager Their cell phone? or the manager who, who, <laughs> who could say, "Oh, uh, I'll either I'll drive right over, or I know someone who works there who has a key and lives ten minutes away." Fine. But the problem was nobody showed up till you're, late 15. You're too forgiving because this is
0: a gym where people count on it being open at a certain time because mm-hmm. they got places to go to, right. things to do. This is not a falafel shop <laughs> where if it's closed, you go, huh, no falafels today. Yeah, and you, you walked out of the bagel shop. Yeah, right. This is completely <laughs> unacceptable. You owe it. For, from an economic standpoint, to punish this gym
1: by quitting, <laughs> I'm not. No, I ha- no, you know what you have to punish. Here's them. A, no, demand I a free month. No, no, no. I am. Why like, you demand it? No, no. Here's what I am. I'm like in a rent-controlled apartment in New York City, and there are people rent-controlled. Yeah
0: because 20 bucks a month is a great deal for a Gold's gym that sometimes opens on time 20 bucks a month is a good deal is it me. really yeah
1: somebody said that planet Fist Fitness yes is I've been over there that's that's not 10 bucks a month for I them. know it's 10 bucks a month but I've, I've seen the equipment <laughs> I was considering going there when Gold's really sucked when they first took over. But um as plus I looked you, at it
0: plus you got to work on those 50 something milfs that you've been seeing now for the last 15 <laughs> years. You've got a whole stable of them that you talk Believe, to, you know. Yeah. The desperate and horny of Montgomery County, Maryland, right?
1: Well, there there are some women that I know there. I would not call them milfs. MILFs. No, no. 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 At
0: what point you, at what point do you age out of milfs? If if there's if you're a mother and your kids are in college, are you still a milf? Yeah, you can be. What if they're out of college? You know, I, mean, I think you exit MILF status at that point. Then you become some term of empty nest hot chick. You mm-hmm. want to ILF.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, there there are some women that are still hanging in there, but uh, okay. I, I, don't know, I don't know what the is, MILF uh, factor is. Yeah, I really don't. That's <laughs> That's an interesting one. Okay,
0: so do you still have Warren at the gym? Who knows just enough about sports to be dangerous.
1: No, actually Warren knows shockingly little about sports. he knows nothing basically. But but he has in recent years said, oh yeah, I I watched the Maryland game and he told me he went out to dinner one night and he saw Gary Williams in the restaurant and he knew who Gary was. So that that impressed me. Wow. Way to go, Warren. (laughs) So he's still there. Yeah, but Warren has retired and Warren has a son who lives in San Diego. So Warren spends a lot of time there. I don't see Warren as often. Okay. Plus, since he retired, I still go, even though I'm sort of in forced retirement now, I'm yeah. there usually by... Ding! Self. There's one complaint. You're <laughs> well, almost out of coupons. It's, it's a fact. It's not a complaint. I don't care if it's a fact. <laughs> okay, This is a no-wine zone. All right, so uh, he generally comes in... 8:30, 9 o'clock. Okay, so I don't see him as often. Okay, yeah. and and this is
0: not the same gym where one Albert I Galdi once got yelled at for grunting too loud while
1: doing squats. Remember I, that whole incident? It might be a Golds, but I don't think it's that Golds. <laughs> I used to see Shrek there in the Yes, morning, yeah, Lewis yeah. Shrek. And Shrek was, uh, and then Shrek did P ninety X, and then I think he stopped going to gyms. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: so I guess the net net is you're still with him. You have not demanded a free month, which I think you should, and you could get. Right. You will not accept a free membership to a better gym, even if I can wrangle one through the power of the Zabecast. Well, yeah, but I, I would, I would consider visit, it. I would, you I would, visit.
1: I would visit a gym. Okay, if somebody wanted to invite me as a guest, I would.
0: Anyone go. who has a gym, anyone who's a manager who listens yeah. to this yeah. podcast, you need to uh, make it that a gym that Andy has fifteen minutes to get to his house. Right. So, right. so pretty much. Put a pin in the middle of downtown Rockville, Mm -hmm. draw a 15-minute circle, and then that would be the
1: target zone. Otherwise, we can't go any further than that. All right. How do you like the office, by the way? I moved offices. Yes, I see. Uh, We used to have adjoining offices. And it's interesting, um, when we moved from Brookville Road, I saw a plan for the offices and I was given first choice as to which of the two offices I wanted. Uh-oh. And I noticed that there was one that was directly across from the bathroom.
0: Right across from the shitter, Andy. And God. there
1: was another one that was next door. <laughs> so I told Todd Castleberry, I would like the one that's further away from the bathroom. And, and how did so, that work out? Somehow or another, when I moved in, <laughs> it was it was not that way. wasn't that way. Now, huh? I will say this. Being across from the bathroom actually proved to be a benefit. What? Because... You saw everybody in the office. And I would see how long he or particularly he would spend in the restroom. Oh, boy. And so I knew, okay, I shouldn't go in there. Now (laughs) You knew when to avoid it. It it (laughs) was funny because Rick Carmine, who was the uh, long-deposed general manager of yes. WTEM. Yes. He had a bladder like mine. So I used to see him make frequent trips. All the time. And I would sometimes laugh when I would see him go in, turn around quickly and go back to his office <laughs> before relieving himself after <laughs> someone else had been in there before. Yeah
0: well i you know, this office is is landlocked, mm-hmm. interior office, so no windows out to the outside. Right. You and I used to have windows that looked out over Rockville Pike and Rollins Avenue. And it was the nicest office I had ever had mm-hmm. as a professional in any business. Now I'm just glad I have any office here right. at, at the station because I'm only here once a week. So, right. you know, I, I like it's nice to have an office. I think for a lot of people in, in corporate life, having an office is like achievement mm-hmm.
1: don't you think well ESPN I think very few people have offices they're all cubicles yeah, right right and why is that because they want to keep people on keep barmen from <laughs> stupping PAs right
0: <laughs> hashtag me too <laughs> well
1: talk about not being there you know even when he was working in so-called grinding you know what his work schedule was what? He would come in like once a week to tape his Swami, which maybe took 10 days. Hey, yeah. And then he had a long day Sunday, and he did Monday Night Countdown, and that was it. Oh, and but then, the prep
0: time, Andy, the prep time. Yeah, and then when
1: football season would end, he would disappear until the draft. Okay. And then after the draft, he, he hardly worked that much anyway.
0: Mm. I also have new business cards because we are now nice. the team. I was trying to figure out how many business cards we've had here. Starting, I think I had an AM FM one way back when in like yeah. 99. Clear channel. There was the Red Zebra ESPN 980 business card. Am I missing any along the way? Well, let's How see. How many did you have? You had four or I five I had a lot of them, but
1: I remember getting them before you would put your email address on there. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody had email. Email was started in like the early 90s, but, but I don't think until like the late 90s we got them with email addresses. Oh, my on God. There. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, I was about to say I'm very proud that my business card now has VP of Snacks back on it. Mm -hmm. That was another Todd Castleberry uh, thing that uh, Todd would call himself
1: the VP of Snacks. That was stolen, you know. From? Stolen from Charlie Slows. Charlie Slows, the voice of the Nationals. Well, but Charlie Slows before that was the voice of the Bullets. And he had a sometimes difficult relationship with Matt Williams. Oh God, Who, who was a little bit <laughs> uh, heavy, a little hefty. And he called Matt Williams the VP of Snacks, not to his face. Oh think, shit! But, oh God!
0: But oh. you know, this podcast gets around, man. Well, People tell, and they're tattled, and they're going to well, tweet it. What's Charlie going to at do?
1: him? It's fact.
0: Well, anyway, so yeah, I took the VP of Snacks title because you know me, I do love my snacks. Mm-hmm. And there was one administration that's like, we can't put that on there. <laughs> I'm like, put show host slash. It's a sports radio station. station. Who the fuck cares what's on there? Just put it on there. No, we we need it to be serious. Okay. So you said you had a business card back when they didn't even have emails on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This business card, and they always have fax numbers. F for fax. Like nobody faxes. So this business card not only has the phone numbers and email, it also has my Twitter handle, Mm -hmm. at Zabe, Mm -hmm. has my website, zabe.com, and it does have my email, but what's the problem there, Andy? Uh, Kazabe yeah, at ya. Yeah. It's mistaken. <laughs> these these cards are going straight back to the printer because somebody fucked them up. Well, do you remember? no respect at this
1: place? None whatsoever. <laughs> do you remember the uh, the Dopey Dennis years? Oh, yeah. and, and, and Again, this podcast gets around. Uh, uh, Dennis. Dennis came in with this big box of business cards. Yeah. And, and and was so proud of himself because he was able to get a discount by ordering in such bulk. Oh, Jesus! You know? <laughs> and then they realized that they put the wrong suite number oh, on them. Oh no! Yeah. So oh. so we were soon given a smaller box with the correct suite number on them.
0: I like Dennis. Dennis gave us random days off just to feel, just to like curry our favor. So,
1: yeah, yes, but Dennis did. It something. was not
0: the best PD. One yeah. of the worst PD, though. Oh
1: no! Oh no, no! Yeah,
0: the they bar is pretty low
1: on that. That's they're, like playing the limbo.
0: They're worse. Andy is sitting right now on the uh, on the futon that I bought for the office here, so I could sleep yeah. in the middle of the day when I couldn't go home between shows, between the morning show, which I drove in here to Rockville to do, and the afternoon show, which I did with you out here. I would sleep on that couch, yeah. and you would wake me up every day at three fifty-five on the nose with a <laughs> "Showtime," yeah. and then you'd walk away. Yeah, because I was napping; I was sleeping so hard, and oh, yeah. I would drag myself up, and I'd <laughs> shake myself off, and I'd be pretty slow for the first segment. <laughs> but then I ramped up. Yeah, that was an insane schedule. I don't know why. I'd, well, I know why I did it: money, greed. Yeah, dude. but you know what? It nearly killed me.
1: Kill me. I remember days that, that uh, the music would be playing. and Where I'd be, are you? I'd be gesticulating at Solly or, or even Galdi was doing it for part of that time, I think. And then and then you'd walk in and go, I'm here, relax. you know. Or
0: sometimes I'd run in like I fell back asleep. <laughs> yeah, I hit the snooze bar yeah, on your t- knock on the door. Yeah.
1: No, I, I don't know how you did it.
0: I mean, you did it a long time. I did. I did it too long. And like I said, I really think it led to a lot of my health problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily... It didn't give me Lyme disease, Mm -hmm. but certainly when I had Lyme disease, and it was already making me more tired, and I didn't really realize it, I just attributed my tiredness and my fatigue to poor diet, lack of exercise, Mm -hmm. and lack of sleep, which certainly helped. Mm -hmm. But really, it was the Lyme disease, and so all of this was cascading upon it. I was headed towards a bad bad outcome, no Mm -hmm. question about it. I'm glad it worked out. glad I'm still here for now, but we're all day-to-day. Okay. (laughs) Uh, you guys going to talk any sports on today's podcast? Shut up. You're still here listening. We're here to entertain you, okay? Bottom line. All right, let's start with this. The Nats on Wednesday had their new manager, Davey Martinez, or maybe Dave. He said you can call him either one. Yeah, guys who've known in a long time call him Davey. But the beat writers are like, you're going to have to pick one because we're going to have to write your name a trillion times this
1: year. Which do you want it to be? Yeah. Well, you know, Dave Johnson was Dave Johnson as a player. When he became a manager, he became Davey Johnson. Really? Which is an odd switch because normally you'd think, you know, like players in hockey, they all have nicknames that end in Y. And Y, yes. Yeah. And and you'd think as a player, he would be known as Davey. But when he became an adult and a manager, he would be Dave Johnson. It was just the opposite. Right.
0: Well, Dave, Davey Martinez, our new skipper, brought two live camels to spring training practice mm-hmm. and had the whole team walk between the camels to symbolically get over the hump Uh with the team that has disappointed
1: in the playoffs now the last four years running well that's something he stole from joe madden that's obvious right really oh come on that madden stick thing like madden like to do those things or likes to do those things and i would say to dave or davy whichever he prefers be your own guy don't steal somebody else's shtick. Right. And there's a lot of people in our business who are trying to do somebody else's deal. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Not Interesting. that i mention any names.
0: <laughs> hey, you're stealing my bit. Yeah. Well, I, I saw one person on Twitter calling it the most embarrassing moment in franchise history. Oh, no. And Mark Zuckerman was <laughs> quick to say, oh, I'd think... Papelbon choking Bryce yep. Harper in the dugout would be one. Yep. I think that uh, two players suiting up with Natinals <laughs> on their jerseys <laughs> yeah. with the misprint. He said there was a Niger Morgan incident where he slammed his glove as Adam Jones was circling the bases right. on an inside the park home run. Mm-hmm. The statues that they built outside oh, the stadium yes. are an enduring
1: embarrassment yes. of what were you thinking. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. That's, good. That's a good list. How about the whole Matt Williams regime oh, was yeah. a fucking embarrassment. Well, uh, now after the Papelbon choking, saying he didn't see it when it was 10 <laughs> yeah. feet away? Right. Remember how
0: Matt Williams was such an uptight prick that the players wanted him to do his Babe Ruth impersonation, and he wouldn't do it. Right. He kept saying, I'll do it if we you know win the World Series or oh, something like that. No,
1: no, if like they that. clinched the playoffs, he said he would do it. And then he, and then he reneged. He reneged, yeah. God. And then at the, start, at the start of spring training, his first year, this was a bad sign to begin with. He wouldn't let the players walk from the clubhouse to the field. They had to drive. That's a little bit too...
0: Clubhouse to the field? Yeah. At spring training?
1: Yeah. Drive? Drive, like in golf carts.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Why? To conserve energy? I guess. But that's so... <laughs> yeah, sponsorship with the easy go or something? Mi- micromanaging. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, let's hope this year does not have any embarrassments. It's Bryce Harper's last year with us, we think. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's gone? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you entertain a trade knowing he's gone in any way, shape, or form at any point of the season?
1: Well, it would have to be an insane trade because with him you still have a really good chance to win the World Series. Okay. So if you're going to make the trade, you got to get a lot in return. Who's going to give up a lot in return for a guy who's going to be with you for one year? Or, worse yet, a deadline deal move, yeah. which I couldn't envision because with the division the way it is, they're going to be in contention, right? right? Right, and even if he's hitting... 240 for some reason at the deadline. He's capable of getting hot in August and September and carrying you. So I, I, think, I think a trade, if it was going to happen, it would have happened last year. When
0: he's gone, will you miss him?
1: Yes. You will? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big time. Yes, yes. No, there are very few players. I was in New York at the height of Daryl Strawberry. Strawberry was an at-bat that you could not miss. I think Harper's the same thing.
0: Harper has not been that clutch in the postseason. He no. has had some clutch moments, right? But not super duper. Oh my God, he's going to win the game for us. Clutch?
1: No, no. He's he's. Uh, that's the story of the of the whole team. Max Scherzer, I think, is four and five in postseason play. Yeah, it's true. And so, yeah, the and guy's did,
0: a- have, did you ever really love Harper? Because Harper always had this standoffishness about him. The, you know, Harper is a little bit of a, of a prickly personality. Yes. Not yes. as much of a dick as, say, um, Worth, mm-hmm. who was just knew how to be a ballplayer mega dick yeah. and played it to the hilt. But Harper's been a little bit prickly.
1: No. I mean, look, I, I grew up here where we had terrible teams. Right. And, and, and yeah, no stars. I, well, there was. Frank Howard was well, a star. Okay. Yeah. But that's a guy who was a real mega star. Now, the, being the minister of fun... Like he was was a little bit too much, and then refusing to participate in the home run derby. That's a clown question, bro. Yeah, well, that was that funny. That was actually funny. That was kind of fun. Yeah, but but just you know, he's deciding what's fun and what's not fun, and he's not going to participate in a fun contest.
0: Remember when he said, "Where's my ring?" That was cool. After they, acquired, I kind of like that. Was that after the Scherzer yes. acquisition? Yeah. 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 Well, and the Nats could double. They the Nats could actually do another one if they pluck Arietta in the next week or two.
1: Yeah. That gives so them unbelief. But,
0: you know. it's another Boris client. They've got, I think, 54% of
1: their payroll is Boris payroll. He's the de facto general manager. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, that's interesting because, as we've been told by our mutual friend and colleague, Tom Lavero, yes. the Scherzer deal was done by Ted Lerner. Right. And above Rizzo's head. Mike Rizzo signed off on it. Well, now Rizzo, and Tom did a column on this when he was at spring training. His biggest supporter is Max Scherzer, who says, come on, you got to give this guy a contract extension. Yeah, And the learners do what they always do. They walk it up to the end. And ah. I don't get why
0: teams and sports, Andy, some owners just treat GMs, who are good GMs, mm-hmm. with such disposable contempt. That's what, uh, what's his name, Gilbert did in Cleveland with his guy there. Yeah. And they've downgraded since, obviously. And if the Nats lose Rizzo... It's going to be tough to replace him.
1: He's a really good GM. Yes, he is a good GM, and yeah, there were the no brainer picks of Strasburg and Harper. I understand that, but he's done a great job with trades. Right. You know, getting guys like Trey Turner, yeah. a great deal, and, and not G- trading Trey Turner. Yeah. Which
0: Lovey desperately wanted yeah. them to do to get Chapman on a Chapman. rental. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah.
1: So he's yes, he has done a great job. But so I if think- your GM's making $2 mil and he wants four. Who the fuck cares? Look at the payroll. That's not the way the learners do business. They brought in Dusty Baker's replacement, and Dusty was underpaid at two million a year. Yes, and Dave or Davy is is making less money. That's I what know. they do. And I think there, there's something in not necessarily with a field manager, but for a general manager, especially when you're Ted Lerner and you've kind of done deals yourself, you're thinking, eh, I, got, I could do this myself. Why do I need oh. him? But you don't know baseball, you it's, know shopping malls, well, you know real estate. I mean, we we sit in an office that's uh, owned by a guy who, <laughs> who, who had a trained stooge with him for a while. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah.
0: The end right there with Andy was sort of abrupt, and there's a reason for that. It is, of course, my stupidity. I had geared up my portable Zoom H6 recorder, Got it all set up. I like the audio acoustics in our office there. Much better than the car, I think. And we record, and we're talking, and we're talking, and we're talking, and we're talking, and boom, it stops. Card full. Yeah, I I just forgot to delete old files on the memory card, and so we ran out of space. There wasn't much more of real interest after that to talk about, and we'll pick it up next week with Andy, so that was where we ended this week. Let me end today with this story, and it's a great story. It's an interesting story. You you can tell me if it's a great story or not. The company Ring, which makes the doorbell camera that now seemingly more and more and more and more people are getting for their homes, that company Ring just sold to, I want to say Amazon or Google or Apple or one of the big tech giants for $1 billion dollars that very company was founded by a guy who went on shark tank in 2013 and got rejected by all of the sharks on the panel including the great mark cuban and mr wonderful and all the other characters on that show i've only watched shark tank intermittently a few times i, I like it it's interesting what I like more is the fact that my teenage daughter, Megan, loves it uh, Like to no, to no end. She loves the show. And As a father, who doesn't want their daughter uh, getting that entrepreneurial business sort of itch? Really tickled her brain in terms of, oh, that's interesting. She liked that show a lot. Still does like that show. And so I told her the story this morning and she just busted out laughing and had a big smile on her face. But yeah, he pitched this concept. The company at the time was called DoorBot. Which, of course, you look at it and you go, eh, Honey, where's the doorbot? Just sounds weird. But ring is perfect, and it's a it's a very useful thing. He called it caller ID for your front door. And I guess and I didn't see the whole clip from back when the you know sharks didn't go for the idea. There was one offer, I believe, that was not satisfactory to the inventor of this product, so he passed on it. I don't know exactly why they said they didn't think it was going to work or they were skeptical of the concept. I'm going to guess, I think I read one write-up that said that the Sharks didn't think that it was that killer of an idea because you could always go up to your door and look through the people or they didn't think that everyone would have their smartphones with them all the time like we do now. And so therefore, you know, someone rings the door and you're like, oh crap, I don't have my phone with me. That was in 2013, not that long ago. How they couldn't see that we would become a world in which we always have our smartphone with us uh, is something else altogether. Also, they they underestimated, the Sharks did, of the comedic side benefit of what these ring doorbells are doing, which is they're catching all kinds of weird stuff that happens randomly outside the front door of people's homes including the guy who did an ice slide down his driveway in the dead of winter. I'm sure you've seen that video by now. Black ice, guy tries to go get in his car, all of a sudden in his expensive business loafers, eh, uh, uh, (laughs) slides all the way down the driveway and crashes into the mailbox. Well, good for the inventor of Ring, who just cashed out for cha-ching, $1 billion. Sometimes, yes, sharks are blind. Good job, you idiots. You could have had a great company at, at, I'm sure, a great price. That'll do it for me today. Thank you for listening. You know the drill here with the Zabecast. Tell three friends and anyone else you run into. Leave a positive review. Download, subscribe at all the major podcast outlets, including iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, and more. I'm going to get Stitcher on board as a distribute distribution point as well. So stay tuned for that. And we will see you next time.